I just heard that when they first started in the industry, they shared a bank account. Oh, let's do it. You. I would love access. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm your host, Maury Fontanez, intuition and purpose coach. And I'm Melissa Grushka, professional bestie. This week, we're talking about friendship. Bean, are you ready to roll? Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here to be your friend. Let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back to season three of Signal. I just have to start by saying that I'm really excited to be back with you guys talking about how you can heal your limiting beliefs so that you can achieve alignment with your highest frequency, the one that wants you to live your purpose and to thrive and to not move from so much fear. I had a little bit of a different idea for this season. I think you got a little hint of it up top at the intro, but I was thinking about how a lot of this topic of self-exploration and self-discovery can get a little heavy. It can get a little hard to um, dig into and listen to because it can get serious. And I thought about what is the most joyous part of my life, obviously, besides being a mom. And it is my conversations with my best friend, Melissa. And so I asked her, hey, Bean, would you join me in doing this podcast together and switching up the format and making it a little bit more conversational and making it feel like people are just on the phone listening to the two of us? And she said, wowzers. <laughs> I said, I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm shocked. I have a hard time with you calling me Melissa, but I'm going to get really adjusted to it. I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm excited. I think. I love it. Okay, wait. So let's start that. First things first, let's just right out the gate. Let's we call each other Bean. Bean. But we call both of each other Bean, so we can't right. do it. Which for gets this, confusing. Right. Because I call you context. Bean, you call me Bean. Right. Can you even remember how we got to Bean? We used to refer to each other as BFF, and then that became yeah. Beef, yeah. and then that became Beefarino, and then that became yeah. Reen, R-E-E-N, and then Reen yeah. turned into Bean, and Bean just stuck. And we took it from stuck. there. That was an evolution over, I'd say- a few months and then being yeah. really took the cake. It did. And we couldn't, how many, how many years has it been? 15? 20 almost. I don't yeah. I'm only 27, so I don't know. How that oh, right. Be. So we met when you were seven. I was the best. Wait, actually we should talk about how we met. I just sent you the funniest video, by the way, on Instagram. I need you to watch about these two little girls. And this one little girl goes up to this other girl and starts just like jamming out, like dancing full force in front of her face and the second little girl is like a little freaked out leans back looks at her a little bit like she's crazy and then just oh, gets right into you and it me. and is oh. jamming out isn't that how we I met yeah i'm the girl who walked up to you jamming out super stoked about life you were a little taken aback and then eventually you caught up with my vibes and we jammed out together well i thought you were trying to date me if we're being honest that's fine but why you we're a little awkward it's you know why let's talk intuition yeah. I saw you, or rather, I heard you because you were always wearing bangles at the time, bangles on your wrists, yeah. bangles on your ankles. So I would hear you coming, and I was like, I like that girl. I know it. I know that I there's like something the here. I like her. I like her sound. I like her vibe. I just could tell. I liked your boss B energy that you were putting mm -hmm. out, and I was like, I like, I'm going to make her my friend. And so she walks up to me in the middle with like an open office work plan. 
and she walked up to me in the middle of the we worked in entertainment back then we did like film openings and stuff before social media existed yeah yeah well it had just started it just started yeah yeah and you walked up to me and were like hey uh you want to be my date to this opening tomorrow night and i was like yeah what (laughs) and i was like i was like well this didn't go as expected (laughs) (laughs) i was so confused about the way you put it but then you're so funny i don't know you said something hilarious and then i was like oh this girl is funny i guess i should i don't maybe i'll find out if she's into me on this date or not but wow okay. I'm a, i appreciate I'll you giving later. me a chance i did Thanks. i know i was like i'm straight but you know what yeah let's she's give cool. it a go great let's try it and the rest <laughs> is and here we are it is it is and here we are listen i think it's really important to me for us to stop for a second and just be real real about why another best friend conversation podcast because there's like there 200 of them out there and how is there are a lot and how is it different? And like, what value do people get out of listening to another conversational podcast between two best friends? I'll start, but I really want to hear what you think and, and why you said yes. But for me, like I said, I think that we're getting into some really meaty territory because we're talking about healing trauma. We're talking about overcoming limitations. We're talking about really hearing the language of your soul, which is your intuition, which can get highly spiritual. It can get really meta. Uh, It can feel really hard to grasp and not tangible. And it can get heavy. And so I think for me, the reason that I wanted my best friend here and to make it so conversational is just to show how practical this all can be and how fun and funny the exploration of like self-growth can really be. It doesn't have to be, you know, all crystals and meditation and sound baths. I love a good It can be a conversation with your, same, same. It can be a conversation with your best friend about about that growth. So that's why it's a yes for me. Bean, why do you think this is just not another bestie podcast? I don't know. You and I have always thought there's some sort of magic between you and me that we just like to bring it. And I'm just, honestly, I'm here for the ride. I'm I'm here to experience what you're putting out there. I suspect that you had me on because I tend to push back a little more than the next person would with you. And I think that with your previous seasons, they've been so interesting, but nobody pushes back with you as much because they're just kind of following your lead. You're coaching them. And I am going to give it to you straight, man. Even though I I happen to be your biggest supporter and I love you and I think you're the best, but I'll still give it to you straight. Totally. That is so true. I think that you represent the voice of the cynic who listens to things like self-help and self-exploration and spirituality. And you're always pushing me to be more practical about the way I'm describing it and like, what the hell are you talking about? And I really wanted you to play that role here. But I also think if you're willing to share, one of the things we've talked about is kind of where I am in my spiritual journey and where you are and how, in addition to being best friends, there's some coaching that happens over the phone between the two of us. How do you see all that playing out in a podcast like this? There's been a common theme in our friendship, I think, where you're always sort of, you've like evolved two years ahead of me. So every single time you pick up some new interest, I'm always like, that's bogus and totally nuts. And then over the course of some reason, the next two years, I start to get into it. I start to catch up to where you were. And then you're like on to the next awesome big thing. Um, so I'm slowly starting to catch up to understanding and believing and feeling, but I'm still learning. That's very nice of you to say. I would say it differently. I think we okay. 
grasp different things at different times at different levels. I think there's things you've also opened my oh, eyes to that so- um that you've what? gotten to I'm before so me. honored. Yeah, so I wouldn't always say it's in. I've never thought that way. What? Really? Yeah. I don't feel I feel like you're always opening my eyes to everything, but I love that I am inspiring you. Well, this is actually such a good transition into our topic for today's episode, Great. which is besties. Tremendous. Um besties. we wanted to just start this season since my bestie is joining my bean uh, for this season talking about friendship and how you can exist in friendship while still being on this journey of finding your own truth and speaking your truth. And it's so funny that you just said that because as I was thinking about today's episode and just writing my notes out, one of the things that I kept repeating thematically is like, you know, trying to think about what is a best friend, right? Right. For me, I don't think it's possible to count someone your best friend if you're not both giving each other something. If it's, you know, not a relationship where it's two-sided. So to your point about like me pushing you to grow because I get somewhere before you, if you didn't also do that in some way, it wouldn't be so fulfilling for me. And then you wouldn't be a best friend. You know what I mean? Like you'd be a friend or an acquaintance or someone I tolerated. I I don't know. What do you think? I thought what I bring to the table is like, I'm always your hype Comedy. girl and I'm your, I make you laugh. I'm your hype yeah. girl and we have the most fun together. That's kind well, of what I thought I brought, but I'm glad to inspire along the way. I can tell you the biggest thing you've taught me is it's not so personal. It's not so deep. Like you've it's really taught about me you. to chill out. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe this is the first time you're hearing this from me. No. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. This I'm honored. Either really good for our friendship or really bad. Let's check back in in a couple. Meet episodes. you back here, Bean. All right, let's do this. Let's get to it, besties. I thought let's do something fun. Okay. To start, I want you to take a minute. I want you to think of like two or three famous besties in time, and I want to see if we come up with the same ones. Should we say it at the same time? How do I know Probably I can trust not, your answers? You. I don't think we should say it at the same time. I think it would be all hard. All right. All right. You want to go? But maybe you go first. All right. I was straight up, right out. I'm thinking. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I'm thinking Rachel and Monica. Oh, damn it. Oh, that's How did I not? Oh, I thought you were going to come. Oh, man. Oh, no. Rachel and Monica from Friends. Rachel and Monica from Friends. One of my favorite shows ever. We used to have a battle over who knew Friends better, you or me. Right. Remember we had Friends? Pretty sure you won. Yeah. We had a Friends trivia game. Yeah, and, and I, I was shocked at how how wise you were. Yeah. All right, Rachel and Monica, fine. My first one is the besties from the movie Beaches. <laughs> Do you remember re- that? Yeah, that's super depressing. I'm going to go back to mine <laughs> and keep it light. That movie with Bette Midler. Yeah, and I, I know. Don't even know. Do you want me to start singing right now? I know. Yes, please. What you is the theme the song? wind beneath my wings. Yes. Which Isn't I do feel applies. Bestie? Yeah, yeah. I feel applies to us, yeah. All right. It was a little depressing. All right. What's your next one? So these aren't just two besties. These are multiple besties in the form of also television, which clearly I have a problem with too much television. Golden Girls. Oh, my God. Come on. What is my problem? I didn't think about this the right way. What? This is terrible. Mine's yeah, a little generic, I didn't... though. All right. You no, do yours. Because these are my favorite shows, our favorite shows. Clearly, you're listening. Oh, Golden wow. Girls. Golden Wait, Girls. The Dream. Our Dream. This is our dream is the golden to girls. live a golden girl lifestyle. Me and Bean retire together, ramp style house in yeah. our 60s, 70s, and I just think drink that, martinis yeah. all day, all day long, and say quippy things. 
All right, mine was actually was from TV, but it's weird because I never watched this show, but it came into my head as soon as I thought about this question, which was Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm I mean, say mine are the winners so far. Sorry, I agree. All right, third one, go. Do you have a third one? I didn't have a third one. I just had a thought about how you okay. ever watch those videos where there's like unlikely animal best friends. Yeah. And it'll be like a dog Aww. and a duck. And you're like, oh, how did that even happen? But it's such a genuine connection and they genuinely care about each other and want to be together a lot. It's so biological. It's so natural to them. Organic. It's tr- So your submission, just so I'm clear, is for the third pair is dog and duck. Dog and duck or like it'll be like a goat and a bunny or something there's always these random shows where it's like unlikely buddies and you're like that is unlikely and adorable (laughs) i also have such a sense for your kids ages and what you do on saturday morning yeah yeah, that's (laughs) what i do you nailed it all right listen my last one is not females oh i didn't even think in those terms so you're always opening my eyes yeah go for it i also was like it's not fair ben affleck and matt damon i just heard yeah that when they first started in the industry they shared a bank account oh let's do it cute i would love access yeah whoever got a (laughs) whoever got a gig they put the money in i think that's so bestie and supportive that is so bestie and supportive i'm i'm into it we should discuss it Okay, cool. Fun. Well, none of our besties were the same, so I don't even know what that says about us. So (laughs) on to how we're so connected. Yeah. (laughs) We're off to a good start. Oh, Bean. All right. Well, listen, those of you that are listening, I do want to um, talk a little bit about friendship because I think that in my work, as I help people really get in touch with their truth and what their higher self really wants for them. I think that one of the things that stands in our way sometimes of achieving that truth is our friendships because we want so badly to retain the relationships that we have. So many people right now who are trying to figure out who am I really? What do I want? Me included. What's next in my life? Yeah. Right? Like all of us, I think, are there at different levels. Um one of the things we take into consideration is like, well, how are the people that I love going to think about this truth that's definitely, within? Definitely. Right? Um, and I think that friendship can be such an amazing catalyst to push you towards your truth. Definitely. If you are willing to be courageous about the way you talk to your friends about who you are. Let's just go back to our own friendship. Yeah. We had some bumps when things we started changing. We did. In my life. We did. Yeah. It makes me sad to even see your oh. face. And when we say that, um, I just, we had, we were a very tight knit group. It was your ex-husband and my husband were also very close. And the four of us spent a tremendous amount of time together uh, before we had children. And then after we had children, I mean, full blown, like adult sleepover parties all the time, every weekend. Um, and then I think when your divorce happened, it shifted what I was used to. I wasn't, I was Mm -hmm. still completely supportive of your decision and where you were going in life, but it still shifted our dynamic. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it got a little funky as you were sort of exploring your life as a newly single parent. And I was understanding our dynamic in this new kind of environment, but there was like never a moment in my life where I felt any less love for you or any less adoration for you. I just knew we were on this 
bumpier path for a little different bit. Different path. We were on different paths. I mean, I think that's yeah. what it is. It's like to your point when you're vibing and it's the four of us, you know, both husbands are best friends, then we're yeah. best friends and yeah. we're hanging out. And, best you know, friends. then all of a sudden I do something that shifts the dynamic. I mean, I'm sure there's a little tiny bit of like, what the, like a little resentment or sadness at, at an action that shifts the dynamic. Right. And then on top of that, I can tell you that from my end of it, you were just starting your family and you were just starting totally. to have kids. And, totally. you know, here I am now I'm single and I'm dating. And you're like, what? Like, we would yeah. laugh about some of the stories about me dating. But like, there was also things you didn't really agree with or understand. And that's that one fight we had, which we won't share. Um, but I think that for me, the, the biggest uh, gap was when I started on this journey of, oh, wait, I'm intuitive. And I need to teach people how to be intuitive. And I remember that feeling of, honestly, I tell people it's like coming out of the closet where you now have to share with people like your version of me and my identity, especially because we met at work is, you know, this, as you called it, boss Boss B who is like, you know, working in corporate America and getting promoted and having all this, you know, power and travel and then all of a sudden I left it to teach people how to be more intuitive and in touch with their higher self. And, and I remember feeling like, and when I would talk to you about it, like there was a little eye roll in there. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> honestly, truth talk, sometimes I'm still giving you a little eye roll cause I am learning and catching up and trying to figure yeah. this out myself. Um, now that you just said that, I was just reminded of a time when you were sort of shifting into this and we were visiting, I forget, since we lived in different cities, we would meet up in some random city, once in Delaware, which I will never do again. Why? I don't know. De- um, Delaware. It may have actually been Delaware when this happened. And you said to me, we were somehow talking about where you were going professionally. And you said something along the lines of like, I don't think you're ready to hear it. And I was so yes. offended like you were saying to me, like your peon brain can't hear it. But what what you were <laughs> yeah. really saying though was like you're just not your mindset's not there yet, and you weren't interested in the eye rolls and the questions and the negativity yes. that you know you would have gotten from me, which probably ultimately has come out over time. But it's it's coupled with it's coupled with positivity, right? Yeah. No, Support. it's such a good point. I actually think that if like there's no other takeaway from this episode than this, it's like when you're off on a new path. And you are going to explore something that is wholly foreign to you, but is coming yeah. from a deep place of your intuition, your desire, your purpose, and you're, you have to do it. Um, you are dealing with your own inner critic voice. You're dealing with your totally. own imposter syndrome. You're dealing with your own doubts that are filling your head all the time. And the last thing you need is the people you love the most and the people that you feel like are supposed to get you the most, particularly your best friend, um, verbalizing the inner critic externally. Like that was such a fear for me. Wow. That's totally true. I mean, that applies to me right now. When you asked me to do this podcast, I thought I'm a stay-at-home mother. I haven't done anything but raise my children for 10 plus years. Like what? I don't, who am, I'm not even qualified to be doing this. I have, you know- no experience, no nothing. You didn't get your podcaster's degree? I didn't get my podcasting degree, but I do have a sweet podcasting mic. Yeah, but I do. really haven't even shared it much with other people that I know that yeah. are important in my life because I, I think for that same reason, I feel like I don't feel like hearing people say like, well, what are you even talking about? You know, what yeah. are you going to bring to the table? I don't want to hear that. I just want to bring what I have and see, let it roll, man. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's a good example of a boundary while staying open. It's true. It's like, right? You're always tying you it can together. Be, yeah. Thank yeah. You, <laughs> you can be best friends and love each other and adore each other. And I knew yeah. like if the shit hit the fan, you'd have my back. If I had to sell the house and my two kids and I had to move in with you, you, it would, would be a dream. It would be yeah. a dream. And you would have never said, I told you so. But yeah. The boundary can be, you know what, I'm just not going to share this really vulnerable secret inside of me yet until I feel more stable and sturdy about yeah. it. And that's okay. Right? What, what, you you yeah. shouldn't have to compromise your own feelings and your own insecurities to appease. That's the truth about a best friend. And while I was shocked and taken aback that you weren't ready to share with me, I let you have your space. Right. Totally. Because here's the thing. Your best friend has so much influence in the way you think about things. True. And I think it's okay. Call a whatever flag on the play. <laughs> Beef. If you are, don't you agree. Sport, are you I don't sport know. referencing right now? Come on. I'm sport being all of a sudden. Okay. No but thanks. Call me out if you don't agree with this. But I think it's really important if you um, need to have that boundary that says – I don't need your opinion right now. I need to make sure that I know my own opinion about this thing before you give me yours because I know it's going to influence deeply. Totally. Bean, I hope you're not going to be upset, but a little birdie let me uh, slide into your DMs. And oh, damn, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I noticed there were a ton of coaching questions. I didn't even realize that people are always just sending you like random questions. Like what's this? Yes. What's this? like specific questions. I had no idea. Yes. I um, get a lot of coaching questions on DM. It's true. And I try to answer them. I do this Instagram live on Tuesdays called Tuesdays with Maury. So clever. Where I try to answer them because I, I know, right? So original because I want to democratize the coaching a little bit. And I know there's a wait list and it's, it's hard to get on my schedule. So I do it on Instagram, but why are you in my DMs though? What's I don't the know. A here? cute little birdie let me in just because okay. I literally had no idea. And then she was like, check, oh, the, the birdie's female. And she was like, yeah. check this out. This is what it's all about. And I was like, wow, Bean, I'm so proud of you. Um, oh. Anyway, so I picked one that I thought we could actually address here. And maybe occasionally we can, oh. I'll slide into your DMs in the future and we could check it out. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm just Go going to read, I'm going to read one that we got. I could use your perspective with a question that I've been struggling with recently. When is it worth your energy to confront a friend when they've hurt you? How should you approach such a conversation in a way that's productive? Ooh, tricky. It's a lot of pressure. It is a hard question. Listen, I, this is three things I think to think about if you're in this situation. The first thing I always tell people is you do have to gauge the other person's ability to have a courageous conversation because some people just can't hold accountability for their actions. Doesn't mean you don't put a boundary down or try to have the conversation. I think it just defines how deep you go. Know your audience. And how much. Yes. Know, know your, your audience. audience. And know that if you're going to have a conversation with someone who's not able to be accountable or is gets really defensive or can't be, you know, bring the level of emotional intelligence and higher self, higher frequency to the conversation that you're bringing, that it's important to think about exactly what it is you want to say um, and to not go too deep because they won't be able to hold the depth. But that takes me to point number two, which is really making it about you and what you need rather than making it about them. because. If we are going to try and confront someone who's hurting us or done something toxic in a friendship, 
the fastest way to get them to shut down is to accuse them or direct things at them. And the reason for that is that shame never works. Like when people feel shame, they just absolutely cannot meet you where you're trying to get them to meet you. So it's really important if you're trying to have a productive conversation to not shame people because it's not going to be productive, right? So I would say the second thing is just, you know, I statements, really. This is how I feel. This is what I need. This is what I want to see in the future. And also giving them space to go process it then. Like we want immediacy. We want the validation immediately. Like I got you. I'm so sorry. Whatever it is. Totally. But we've got to give we got to give people space to go process what it is that they need to respond with. And maybe they will be able to take accountability in a week or so, but you've got to give them the space. Can I, I just know, Bean, what do you think? I was just gonna yeah. interject and say not only do you talk the talk, but you walk the walk because you literally just did this to me last week. Um, I was like getting, uh, not frustrated, just sad that I wasn't hearing from you as quickly as I wanted to over text um, because you're super busy yep. and we're three hours difference now. And it's just becoming a little more challenging to connect when I want to connect because it's this immediate yeah. response I need. Um, and instead of you being like, you're on my case, you're bothering me when I'm super busy and stressed out, you were like, what I need from you is to not take this personally and to just understand I'm busy, which is kind of like yeah. one of the lessons I've taught you, which is this isn't about you. You know what I mean? Yes. So instead yes. of being like you, 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 you were like, I need. So I was like, okay. And I just like kind of stepped back. I mean, at first I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Be honest. What totally. was your okay. first okay. reaction? First, I was like, this isn't about you, bro. It's about me, man. Um, yeah. I'm telling you I'm sad. So stop telling me what you need. But then yeah. if I really sat with it, I realized that your approach to handling my sadness was telling me, please don't take this personally. I'm sorry. I'm really busy. It's not about you at all, which I kind of knew, but I guess somewhere I needed to hear it because I've moved forward. I moved through that sadness I was having temporarily with you. Yeah. Well, and let's, I mean, you guys don't know Bean, but she's not going to come out the gate and be like, I'm sad with you. The no. text was, no, bruh. Bruh. Uh, bruh. Pacific, what was it? Uh, West Coast Bean is a terrible texter. Totally. I use humor <laughs> to like, deflect any pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, thank you for giving me credit and for seeing that. I yeah. think that it's hard to do because yeah. you don't want to make the other person upset. So I I appreciate this this question. I think it's really important before you have the hard conversation to give yourself some space and check in and really check in on this question. What is my intention here? What am I trying to get out of Agreed. confronting this person? What do I want to get out of it is really going to hold you accountable to um, making it about the higher frequency thing, which is totally. I'm trying to make the friendship better, right. not the triggered self who needs the validation, who needs the immediate apology, who needs to be shown that they matter in that moment. Like if you can check in and the intention is, I just want to feel like I matter to this person. No. And truthfully, you if you're always coming from a triggered place in response to a friend, I think maybe it's time to reevaluate that friendship. Because mm -hmm. again, sometimes friendships start one way, but they evolve or devolve rather into something different. I think um, that happens a lot. And I do think, you know, it's actually interesting to get into 
if your journey is to be aligned with your higher self, what do you do with friendships that start to not be in line with who you're becoming? How do you handle that transition and that change, like when a friendship needs to end? I've had some really painful endings of friendships. I mean, you know, my best friend yes. from high school was oh, like yes. my sister. Oh, right. Forgot about that. She was my sister. Like we did – in fact, actually – Bean, I was cleaning up the house when we were moving last summer. Yeah. And TJ, my husband, was bringing all these boxes out of the attic and was like, you got to downsize. Like, we don't – we're moving to a smaller house, whatever. And um, I found – I'm not even kidding you, probably like 200 notes from her. Because we used to just pass notes. High school notes, yeah. And I sat down and I read them and my heart hurt. I was like, wow, we loved each other so much. Right? And you were there for the ending of that friendship. I I mean, she cared for me. Yeah. No, I don't I don't know. I don't, she didn't know you, but I think that it can be devastating. That's what I think it was. I don't think she cared for my presence in your life because as you and I were sort of increasing the intensity of our relationship, you were sort of decreasing the intensity of your relationship with yeah. her. And I think that yeah. I, I didn't really know her either. I just think yeah. that was too yeah. much for her to handle. Yeah. And it was hard to figure out like what what's the end? What does the end look like? How does this work? Yeah. How do you do this in a graceful way, which it didn't end up being Especially when you have so much history together. So much. Yeah. And you've supported yeah. each other through like really difficult times and really wonderful times to just sort of move on from that is challenging. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's heartbreaking. I think yeah. that's the point. It's like your best friendships are such a deep, intimate important relationship Definitely. and i think we talk a lot about the end of romantic relationships yeah. we talk a lot about like family breakups but i don't think we talk enough about your best friend and what happens when that is a breakup yeah. and the grief process i was just thinking it's like it's mourning just like you would with a romantic breakup yeah all right bean this is the sad part of this the episode sad. i never want to leave are going to come to the end here. I just want to say thank you for getting over your own fears and imposter syndromes and all the stories that were in your head about coming to do this with me and just trusting me. Um, I already feel like it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so fun. We're going to talk about all kinds of crazy things, but it just means the world to me to have my best friend uh, as a part of this with me. So I just wanted to say thank you, Bean. Thank you. Are I'm you tearing crying? up. I'm tearing up a little. I'm truly like so honored that you asked me to do this. I feel like I just the utmost respect for you and love. And I'm honored that you wanted me in this space with you. I'm still suffering from imposter syndrome. So (laughs) I'm still very honored and shocked that I'm here. I love you. Um, We promise that it won't be so sappy every episode. No, no, no. Start (laughs) cursing you out and things. Great. Perfect. But um, I just, I'm really excited. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, You can submit your questions. We will leave a link in the show notes for how to do that. uh, If you want to be featured in a future episode and stay tuned for more Signal uh, season three coming to you every week. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Grushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushree Thekadet, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't 
Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.